Welcome back to another episode of the Scores Table. A long-awaited episode. We got a finals. We got an NBA Finals breakdown. We got uh, an NBA offseason preview coming up. I'm William Robbins, as always, joined by Julian McKay. What is good, everybody? I am hype. We are back. It was a, it was a, it was a what? Like a three-week hiatus since oh, our. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah, man, it's been been too long, been too long. It's always weird because before, like, we're because we're doing this on Skype. It's weird because the first few minutes, me and Will are just kind of talking about our lives, but we're not able to say too much because we want to save all this shit for the podcast. Yep. So we got <laughs> man, how are you yeah. doing, man? Man, I'm 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 good. I'm excited. It was, it was a fun NBA Finals. A lot to talk about with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm ready that, to get like, started. I'm sad that live basketball is now like kind of gone from our lives until like I don't know like February or whatever the whenever um, the season starts. But man, the NBA offseason is here. I couldn't be more hype. I cannot be more hype. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I love incompetent teams and incompetent GMing. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Incompetent ownership. We're gonna be getting to that later in the episode. But um, it's funny because I remember as soon as the as soon as the uh, the NBA Finals ended, I think the first thing I said to Will was, NBA offseason, <laughs> we are here, NBA, free agency, NBA how much money will Yoke Ferrell get? Yeah, NBA offseason is fun, but, you know, I'm excited to talk about uh, what just happened to you in the Finals. It was a, it was an interesting Finals, but certainly fun, and, uh, and yeah, might as well get started. It was an all-time like roller coaster of the finals because I was really excited for it to start because I thought that the Heat had a legitimate chance in an upset and I think they did and they they would have if um, Dragic and Bam hadn't gotten hurt but obviously that's not taken away from the Lakers you know have, doing a great job I mean you, it's you know injuries happen you can't like blame people for for that happening. But um, I was I was excited for the finals, and I think that they would they made of they they would have played out differently. At least the Lakers still probably would have won, but I think it could have gone seven. But um, after the first game, it was just a massive buzzkill, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like this series is like kind of over after game two. And game three, I didn't even watch game three. I was watching there was this movie I'm saying called Unfaithful. I saw where it's like the I don't know, two people married in Westchester, and one of the guys, like, sure. kills, like, a lover with, like, a snow globe or some shit. I was like, damn, this is, like, this, this movie was actually really good. So I watched that literally instead of Game 3. And I don't even like well, Richard Gere, but this movie was fire. Well, I enjoyed the NBA Finals. A lot to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> no, game, three, game 3, I missed Game 3. I should have seen Game 3, even though I heard it was a ref hack job or whatever. Um, yeah, they kind of, they, they, they I don't know why I said hack, hijack job, but um, yeah. game four, Lakers got command, and then game five, though, game five, that was the game that I am very happy I tuned in for, instant classic, awesome sure. to watch. For sure. And game six was a blowout, but man, we got, we, we got, some, we did get some great finals moments overall. For sure, for sure, and we got you know we're we'll talk about various aspects of it, but we get this is at one of our uh, I don't know if we're gonna be doing this in the future, but we're doing it right now. Um, our last official scheduled likes and dislike episode. Mhm. Might do it again in the future. We'll see, but it's a good format, very, honestly. Yeah. Very first like of the last few weeks. You got to start here. LeBron James winning his fourth ring. Mhm. Of course, LeBron. Like- yeah, I mean, LeBron has been playing 
LeBron played out of his mind in the finals. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, and, you know, just another another ring, another finals MVP for his legacy. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see. Yeah, he was he was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I honestly – and going into the Lakers season, I remember before the finals I said this, up to the final – up to the playoffs I said this, that I still did not completely believe in this Lakers team. And the funny thing is, I still don't because <laughs> they, they they're this is a team that gives minutes to Marquise Morris and Dwight Howard and yep. KCP and guys I don't trust now and it will take many years of trustworthiness for me to ever trust them. But it really, it really, man, it, it's it was an incredible series. Not only did it show that it it proved the theory that when your two guys are playing at such an insanely high level where they can get to probably a combined at least sixty points and what like twenty boards per game. Yep. You kind of you can just have a bunch. You can have some you know. Decent rotation players, some morons and some uh, I don't some questionable locker room guys, and you can act, you can get it done, you can get it done. And to, and to the Lakers' credit, you know they 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 really did. I mean, playoff Rondo, I, we'll get to him in a in a oh. little bit, I'm sure. But playoff Rondo was was great. Um, you know, Danny Green had you know what people were just trashing him on social media for an entire day. Sure. I'm hope I'm happy for his own sake. He didn't look at his phone because I think people were being pretty damn mean to the guy um but you know not not that uh tyler hero was uh exactly gary payton but kcp made some big shots good for him and good yeah. for the lakers yeah i mean kcp kcp earned his ring yeah he did he did he he, he earned his salary he you know Finally. he played he played really a, damn well it took but, a while but I, I want to start off with start talking about LeBron here, and mm-hmm. this kind of goes into one of those like you know like oh like like people you hear all the time you know don't take LeBron for granted, mm-hmm. and and you know you you hear people say that and but it, it is easy to, and one thing that really reminded me just how great LeBron is, Jimmy Butler, had, an inc- two incredible NBA Finals games. Uh, in the two games that they won, 40 points, 10 rebounds, or sorry, 11 rebounds, 13 assists in one, 35 points, uh, 12 rebounds, 11 assists in the other. He was fantastic in those two games, but here's the problem. In the other games, not that great. And the reason why, and I'm not saying this to, to shit on Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler played really well, and, and we'll get to him in particular later. But this just reminded me, wow. So Jimmy Butler having this absolutely unbelievable game is what LeBron James averaged in the 2016 finals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jimmy Butler scoring 30, getting a 35-point triple-double is literally what LeBron averaged in 2016. And... It just don't take LeBron for granted. He is the production that he gives is not normal. I mean, he played he his his game five. And yes, they lost 40 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. He missed six shots for the entire game and scored 40 points. Uh And he's 35 years old. He earned finals MVP for everyone saying, oh, you know, this like I said, this last podcast for everyone saying, oh, you know, this ring doesn't count. Kawhi choked, Giannis choked, uh, oh, Mickey Mouse ring. That's none of that's LeBron's fault. 
He yes, did what he's supposed he to do. He had the he had the most efficient finals of his entire career, and he played damn well. It's a dumb fucking point. Like, I, like for me personally, this isn't actually LeBron's most impressive, actually, playoff run slash year. My actually, I will this. It will be hard for him to top this because I think that his most underrated year, and maybe it's not underrated, but I don't remember the the the. The season, like the the season number, the year number, I don't know. I, I literally, yeah. it was 2017 or 18 or whatever. But the year that the the, the J.R. Smith Finals boner, that yeah. was that is the. I believe that was 2018. Like, absolutely, like LeBron literally almost won Game One against a KD Warriors team by himself, and yep. he was stuck with a bunch of crap that entire season. And I don't want to call. Dwayne Wade crap, even though he was at the kind of the end of his career and was just kind of done at that point. But in the offseason, they gave him Derrick Rose, a.k.a. defensive human turnstile. IT was hurt the entire year. Then they gave him Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. You saw how that yep. turned out. And he they had uh, and, and it was in a finals hangover year where Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith were living the good life and. They they weren't worrying about their bills. I'll say that they were they were not worrying about where their next check was coming from. Yeah. Um. And LeBron put that team on his back, and with a little a little help from Jeff Green, like that, the fact that that team made the finals is nuts. It's nuts that oh, they yeah. were even that they were in those games, and it's stuff like that where it's just like it's it's crazy how you can like take away from like you know this this incredible. LeBron thing here like and and also like I don't want to you know especially because I've been I've been shitting on them for a while I don't want to seem like the salty guy or whatever but like mm-hmm. it, it, it it's shitting on the, the the Lakers rotation and I will continue to probably because I have no faith in them and you know uh, when we're talking about the Lakers next steps I don't it's probably not going to be any better next year um but it just goes to show the powers of LeBron that he was able to make Dwight Howard into like an important rotation piece in the playoffs. Like I didn't see that coming. I had no faith in Dwight Howard before this year. Yep. And I still don't really have any faith in him on any other team, but just, just cause what, I mean, he like, you know, he was a six teams were like with an all time talented center who's going to be a hall of famer easily even though he's not in the scorers table hall of fame watch that yeah listen to that episode that's a classic but <laughs> six teams were like Dwight we're good thanks like we're we don't need you and everybody oh by the way I want to stop the narrative that all the teams that you know were passed on Dwight uh what well, such idiots they passed up on Dwight no they actually did the smart thing LeBron is just incredible he's just incredible that's it. He's had an effect on his teammates like this. Like it's really never been seen before. He's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's you're no. I don't think you could, you are able to to argue um, that he's obviously a top two player of all time. I think I think he has a legitimate argument to be the greatest of all time. But he, whether whether you believe that or not, there is absolutely no arguing that he is the second best player of all time. Hey, we should have seen this coming. Like he he's. He survived a season with Darius Miles and Ricky Davis on this team without getting arrested at a strip club. I don't, hey, know, if Gandhi, I don't know if Gandhi could have pulled that off. <laughs> Ricky Davis, remember, he said LeBron was drafted to help him score. <laughs> My man. All right. 
<laughs> I love. Anyways, uh, congratulations to Le- to LeBron. Awesome, awesome series for him. You know, in the beginning, it kind of looked like Anthony Davis had a chance to be Finals MVP. Uh-huh. But you know that fizzled pretty quickly. LeBron won it. I'm happy for him. This ring is legit. Good for him. First uh-huh. dislike, Mark Jackson. But not just not just Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson with a specific quote, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Mark Jackson. I don't actually. There's been okay. so many bad Mark Jackson quotes. This, I'm supposed this, to know. This takes the cake. Tyler Hero rises up, hits a jump shot. It goes to commercial. Mark Jackson, and that right there shows why a hero is worth more than a sandwich. Oh man! Now, now that I say it, now you're like, oh, that's yeah, obviously yeah. what he was talking about. I don't even remember that. All right, well, <laughs> Jackson takes their arm. Well, that was a that was a bad one. Um, like five times during the game, I'm texting you in capital letters. Yeah, I mean, Mark Jackson. <laughs> this is not always a good thing. I'll I'll make any team a deal. You get an automatic scores table. A plus rating if you hire Mark Jackson to be your coach. You know why? Do I think Mark Jackson's a very good coach? No. But do you know what I care about? Getting him off TV. Mark Jackson and Zion. A hero is worth more than a sandwich. All right. Next next light. We talked about LeBron. We got to talk about Jimmy Butler. Uh Because... Honestly, the Heat's future in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Look, Jimmy Butler is had an incredible uh, playoffs. I don't think that there's a player in the league that had their just like their league um, league image changed more than Jimmy Butler during this finals run. Every bad thing that's ever been said about him is completely irrelevant now, in a way. I'd say. Well, here's the thing. I'm all in on Jimmy's, I don't want to say redemption story, but like, fuck you guys. I was right about Embiid and Simmons and Wiggins and Towns and all this, all this stuff and Fred Hoiberg and so on and so forth. I'm all in on that. However, if there's one thing, it's that people need to, I'm just not going to, I'm just not never going to, I'm not saying people shouldn't forgive him whatever, but, and, and, you know, acknowledge that he's been incredible and he's a great player, but. Um, the, the Minnesota thing is still like, I don't care how much you, you hate your teammates, but that was just a, a pretty well, disgraceful situation. If you ask me, well, for sure, but that was messy in, well, well, I'm going to talk about the good parts of Jimmy Butler. Cause he's in the like section. Yes. Yes. Jimmy, Jimmy, but, was great. <laughs> it's been awesome to see him lead this team and he's it. He he's because of, it's just awesome to see how his personality obviously rubbed off on the, his support his surrounding cast and I don't even want to say surrounding cast because he's like I don't know if he's actually the best player on the team I guess he I guess he is he I mean he was this finals I think Bam yeah. is in general but Bam well, wasn't well, in well, the finals obviously well Bam was what 60% of Bam in the finals yeah he, he was not he was not at full strength at all but um, but yeah, I'm excited to see, especially with the with the Heat build in the future, because they got yeah. got a culture, obviously, and they've got cap space. They're gonna be better next year with their young talent. They've bought into Jimmy's mentality and as him as a leader. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It was great yeah. Miami season. 
Yeah, I mean, Jimmy. Th- I mean, this this right here was on Jimmy Butler. He'll never be better than he was, right? Now. Um, he's you know, he I think he's 31 years old. Uh, you know, his his the contract that he's on. You know, th- th- this was kind of a win now contract. I mean, he's going to be getting paid 38 million dollars in his age 35 season. Uh-huh. You know, it's there, there's a real chance it turns into a not very good contract. Uh-huh. But for now, you made the finals. He was fantastic. That that's all you can ask for when you sign a player. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, he he had two classic games, and I and I and I know I compare him to LeBron, but let's highlight them individually. Forty points, eleven rebounds, thirteen assists in one game. In another game. 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, and 5 steals. He played really well. And there is... there, You know, and, and, and he, he was pretty bad in Game 6, but so was everyone on the team. Uh-huh. He just, you know, he, he went out there. He, he put it all out there. Uh, you know his his team he had he had you know his second and third best players were 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 injured. By the way, Goran Dragic, um, he I'm, he wasn't on, on my uh, on my like list. But I'm gonna give him an honorary like and an honorary dislike because he shouldn't have been out there. Uh huh. Because he looked terrible. Uh huh. He looked so hurt. He was wincing. He could barely move. But I'm giving him a like for just even being willing to try. Warrior. Just an absolute warrior. Uh-huh. Um, anything else on Jimmy Butler? Um, and also just the, the fact that um, the fourth and fifth best players on the team were not doing their thing either. I mean, Hero was cold for a lot of the yeah. finals, and Duncan Robinson finally had a, you know, finally was started shooting the lights out, but you know, obviously um, wasn't able to enough. And you know, they got he uh, Jimmy had Kendrick Nunn out there. Uh, some some Myers Leonard, some Kelly Olynyk. He was Kelly doing a lot a of it. Moments. Uh-huh. Like they, J- Jimmy really was doing it all by himself, and it was so interesting to see how the series did change when Spo started kind of running everything through Jimmy's screening. Yeah, and how the Lakers for Game Five just like didn't know what to do with it. Like I was, I I wasn't sure how like they weren't making any adjustments even in game. I get it's I get you got a game plan going into the game, but obviously they made it going into game six. Duh. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that was that was great to watch too. I mean, oh well, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Is Kendrick Nunn the evolutionary Rodney Stuckey? Wow. <laughs> well, no, Rodney Stuckey. Rodney Stuckey on his best day wasn't terrible. <laughs> I would have rather had Rodney Stuckey out there than Kendrick Nunn. So no. You disagree? No, I was so so. Do, are you saying he's the de evolutionary Rodney Stuckey? He could definitely get to Rodney Stuckey level. Yeah, Rodney had a good year. You know, he had like he averaged like seventeen. Detroit, you know? Yeah. One year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get let's get to the next dislike. Julian. Can you name the only player in the NBA 
or sorry, not the obviously the only player. Can you name the player in the NBA who not only led the NBA in free throw percentage, but also finished with the second highest percentage in catch and shoot three pointers? Uh, no, who is it? No, Rondo. Is it Rondo? It is not Rondo. Free throw percentage? Come on. Oh, <laughs> I knew. I know we got to talk about Rondo at some Rondo, point, right? Rondo's, Rondo's coming up next. <laughs> Alright, alright. Who is it? It's Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> Where did Brad Wanamaker come out from? So you may be asking, wow, Will, he's a Celtic. Why is he in why is this in your dislike section? Because it's a good stat for Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> and you know, I, I Brad Wanamaker I think has a has a place in the league for sure, but it's not as a player playing twenty minutes per game in the playoffs. Um <laughs> and uh Someone, someone, someone asked me the other day, and they were like, they're, they're like, they're like, Will, how can you, uh, you know, like, 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 if you were, if you were in charge of the Celtics, like, what, what would, what would be your, your first two moves? And uh, they were, they were very easy to make. Number one, sign Jason Tatum to an extension, mm-hmm. a max extension, no options if possible. And number two, you put, you, you call up Elon Musk, you ask him, hey. Any rockets going out soon? He says, yes, actually. Why? You say, how many seats do you have available? He says, we actually have two seats in the back. Great. And then you hand him semi ogelay and, and a Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was, that was good. That, 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 was that, good. that took some setup. <laughs> we got there. Anyway, that was that, that 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 was my dislike stat. Anything that 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 means that there's a chance that he's gonna be back and play in minutes, I don't like. Can you reroute cancer to the Nets? You want him? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. You wanna? Who's your who's your third string center? Uh, Nick Claxton. Oh, he's too good. Yeah. You um, play him at the four a little bit. Maybe get some more seasoning in the D league. You want DeAndre Jordan? Any chance? Interested? I'll take Cantor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, no, De- DeAndre actually, he he at least is a really good screener. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, scores table fans, we're gonna have a uh, a full episode over the over the summer. Well, I guess we're done with the summer over the off season mm-hmm. about uh, about some of the some of the best screen centers in NBA history. Spoiler alert: Wes Unseld will be featured. Yes. Yes, uh, of course. And of so course. will DeAndre Jordan. Uh-huh. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Uh, you know, my 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 favorite screen setter of all time, Marcin Gortat. Ah. He had the we Jumpman have... tattoo on his leg, right? Doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he does, actually, I think. Next, like, the, a player who's going to make the Hall of Fame with one of the weirdest careers maybe ever. Rajon Rondo, this guy has maybe the weirdest NBA career of all time. Is that fair to say? I mean, is is it's hard to find another one when you're getting when when you win a title so early. Yep. You become you're on the slam cover. I will always remember this issue of slam where I don't know if it was just Rondo and CP3 or was Darren Williams in there or is that a different issue? But they were deciding on who was the best point guard in the league. And Rondo was absolutely in that conversation and absolutely should have been because he outplayed LeBron in a playoff series. 
Like that takes takes balls. I mean, that's I mean, LeBron, Rondo's always had balls. That's never been the so never, I, been, it, never so been an just, issue. So I just googled the cover. It was one Rondo, one Chris Paul. Yep, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that was not crazy. And that was it wasn't crazy. Not a hot time. take back then. It was not a hot take. Yeah, I mean there was so so Rondo won and won a title in his second year in the league. He was twenty one years old. Mm-hmm. He was. A legitimate piece of that title. He was the starting point guard. He was fantastic. He, te- you know, he he guarded Derek Fisher. He took he took some turns on Kobe, um, and he earned that ring. Then, mm-hmm. then in maybe the next, you know, the the year after that, he was pretty good. But maybe one, two, three, like pretty much the next four seasons, there was legitimate talk about is who's the best point guard in the NBA: Rondo, Darren Williams, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And this was this was a legit argument, or, or three and a half years, I should say. This was a legit argument. I mean, he was there was there were questions about you know, at that time. Oh my God, does he have a chance of passing John Stockton's assist record? Then, he tore his ACL. Then everything went downhill. Then he, he got hunting traded. for that assist record. <laughs> yeah. Then he got traded from to Dallas. Then he got kicked out of off of Dallas in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Then he signed in Sacramento, had a really weird year where he was pretty good. Boogie loved him. And then I, I believe that was the year where the Kings traded multiple draft picks to someone to sign Rondo and... Caspi? No, was that was that when they tried to get uh was that the Zebo year or when was that? See, the Kings have had so many dumb oh my god money spending <laughs> moments. We get them mixed up. We get them mixed up. Was this, this the, the Carl Landry so, year? So. The Carl Gosh. Landry year should never be a that should never be a <laughs> something that's said. Um, uh, no, that's who it was. It was Rondo and Costa Kufes. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> anyway. Rondo had a great year for the uh, for the Kings. Christ. You know, he averaged 12 and 12. He, you know, he kind of reinvented himself a little bit, but then they didn't want him back. Uh-huh. Then he signed with Chicago, had an awful regular season, had a somewhat playoff Rondo playoffs and then got hurt again. Just as Paul Zipser. I yeah. think that was that was playoff Rondo playoffs. He almost yeah. beat the Celtics single-handedly. Then he almost retired. Uh-huh. Then the Pelicans were like I think they signed him like into the season because uh, who was their point guard? Like Grievous Vasquez or something? I might I might be totally it mixing was up. Grievous Vasquez and Jameer Nelson. Anyway, someone got Nelson. Someone got hurt, and they were like, "Hey, please come play for us." Him and AD immediately bonded and clicked. Uh, and then he then he's been on the Lakers the last two years, and really bad in the regular season, and then out of nowhere in the playoffs this year was really good and probably legitimately their second best or I mean I mean I mean their their third best player at times. Third best 100%. 100%. I mean was, there was absolutely no doubt that that he earned this ring. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, oh, and this gets me into a totally other other point. Um Rondo, the only player in to ever win a title for both the Celtics and the Lakers. Except there was one player, Clyde L- Lovingdale, I think his name is. Clyde Lovingdale. Something like that. He won a title for the Minneapolis Lakers and the Celtics. 
but they don't count that because it wasn't the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Julian, uh-huh. let me ask you a question. <laughs> if that doesn't count, and if the Lakers don't have any retired numbers of the Minneapolis Lakers, including George Mikan, who was the best player, who, who was the best NBA player ever before, you know, the Bill Russell era. Uh-huh. And so they don't have any numbers retired from that. And there's a statue of George Mikan in Minnesota. Why did the Lakers get to claim their titles? They shouldn't. Now I'm not saying that the Timberwolves should. should I, I don't think they don't, they don't either. I, it's it's a different team. It's a different team. It, it's like the it's, yeah. it's it's just it's it's stupid to me. If if you don't have to retire George Mikan's number, then you don't earn then you don't get his titles. Uh huh. That's that that that's my feeling. Anyway, Rondo. Back to Rondo. Um, Rondo played really well. He's a free agent, you know, now. Someone will probably overpay him. I think that he'd be crazy to leave leave the Lakers. Crazy. LeBron loves him. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, and, that, and that's the kind of thing with Rondo. Rondo is best when he has players uh, who, who can be the leader of the team. You know, having, having KG in Boston, having, being next to LeBron. Even, even in that weird year in Chicago, being next to Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Wade. Somewhere, somewhere, yeah, and Wade. Robin Lopez. Yeah. Robin Lopez. He's great. He's a machine. machine. He's great. But I'm so happy for Rondo. He, he, he played really well. I'm not one of those salty Celtics fans that hates him. I, I'm so happy for Rondo. I think he's awesome. But how many players, Julian, can win a title when they're 21 and 33 and in those 12, 12 years in between, almost retire twice, go through two major injuries, be kicked off of teams, and almost be the best point guard in the league. It's just, it's the most all over the place career I can I can think of. You know what the crazy thing is? You know who almost did that? that? Zach Randolph. True. True, but he didn't, he didn't have the titles. Oh, yeah, but almost won the titles twice. Yeah. And uh, got like... And then just fell apart for like five years in the middle. Yeah. Like just like like when I say fell apart, like oh yeah, like like fell like fell the fuck apart. Like that was that was bad. It's pretty incredible that I mean, it's not incredible. It's, it makes sense that Memphis literally signed him for nothing. Um. Yeah. But 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 yeah, I mean Rondo's got he's got a real Hall of Fame case. He he really does. He really does. And I mean personally, would I rather him than Mitch Richmond in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah, why not? Why not? I think that I think that Rondo will, if he stays on the right team, I could absolutely see him, uh, getting having another you know two strong years as a really important rotation guy slash yeah. kind of I guess I call him a playoff starter. It's called a regular season rotation guy playoff starter. Might actually be the right, um, yeah, be the right way to put it. Look, Rondo, Rondo's what makes Rondo so good mm-hmm. is that he always does raise his game in the playoffs. There's a reason why you know they're saying playoff Rondo, national TV Rondo. Like Rondo, when all the eyes are on him, never will let you down. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, is he going to try? against against the Hornets on a on a Thursday night in February? No. He will not try whatsoever. But when mm-hmm. it actually matters, 
you can count on Rondo, and, and that's and that's pretty damn cool. Uh huh. Absolutely. All right. Next dislike. I'm not sure anything left uh, left on Rondo. No, I'm 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 straight. The Houston Rockets, kind of um, losing everyone. I'm so excited to talk about so, this. I'm so excited. So so let, let me give a quick backstory for our, for our listeners here. Mike D'Antoni might get fired, quits before they have the chance. Their assistant general manager, who I'm drawing a blank on their on the, on his name. Uh, anyway, he 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 leaves. Is now the GM of the Sacramento Kings. Um, who is it? Monty McNair, I think. That's not right. Yes, Monty McNair. He leaves the Rockets, is now going to be in charge of the Sacramento Kings basketball operations. <laughs> then, Daryl Morey, one of the, a, a top five GM in the league, uh, fantastic at his job. Morey Ball, he's literally you want to you want to know why uh, why why teams shoot so many threes? It's not because of the Warriors. It's because of Daryl Morey. Uh-huh. He he quits. So now the Rockets are down, basically the three highest ranking people in their entire, you know, basketball decision-making office. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know they hired someone new. Uh, I'm going to Google who it is really quick. So I'm drawing a blank. Raphael Stone. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend to, to know anything about him. I know that he's a business guy. I know that he's never really been involved in basketball ops. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say any which way, but it's certainly concerning when you lose your three top guys and none of them were fired. Mm-hmm. It's because of new owner syndrome. We've talked about it for many years. It's a real thing. Uh, please see your primary care physician. Um, if you start having symptoms of new <laughs> owner syndrome, which, which, uh, which, which, which involve, your staff is leaving in droves. You force trades. You're going broke. You're a crazy Trump supporter. Um, uh, Will, do you do you know um, any symptoms too? I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing with new owner syndrome is <laughs> it does not mean that you are going to be a bad owner. It means that you make a lot of new owner mistakes and are not setting yourself up well to succeed. But Tom Fertitta is going to be a bad owner is a bad owner. He's only had the team for a year. I think it's too early to say that. No, it's not. It's he's a bad owner. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to After all the give... shit that's happened in one year, after all the shit that's happened in the Rockets for one year, there has not been one positive thing that's happened since he came. I'm waiting for a positive thing. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for James Harden is still there. Well, it was anyway. I mean, anyway. What, like <laughs> Anyway, so some of the things that new owners do, um, they either put too much trust in the existing staff or not enough trust in the existing staff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing is they they try really hard to leave their mark, whether that be I want to make a splash immediately in a trade, a free agent signing, a arena slash jersey completely, you know, redesign. Just something to be like, this is, I'm, I've made my mark, this is now my team, mm-hmm. rather than kind of easing yourself in. Um, I, I, I think that was kind of the two main things. But 
but yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly he's experienced a lot of this. Uh, and, and, you know, Daryl, Daryl Morey's the lot, the, the most recent one to leave. It's it, it, Daryl Morey is one of the, like you said, couldn't dry. One of the great, the best GMs in the league. And it's unfortunate that, you know, you, you got to see the, the obvious mark on his, the obvious bad mark on his resume is not having a chip, even though he was so close twice. Like, of course. So close twice. And I'm not even talking about. If Chris um, Paul doesn't get injured, they have one. I'm not talking. Yeah, there's that one. And there's the uh, that first Rockets team where it was McGrady, Yao. They had like uh, Artest. Oh, yeah. They had Battier. They had like a lot of fun guys on that team. That was a that was a really good Rockets team as well. Um, they have Stromile Swift coming off the bench. <laughs> but uh, like they had. It, 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 it's a damn shame, man. I think, you know, so many... It, the, the, the question is, is if Maury's even going to stay in basketball. I mean... I don't think he like, is. Who the fuck knows? I mean, he's... I don't think he a, is. He's such a smart guy and just a, a valuable mind that it's it, it would make sense for him to, you know, go into other things like Billy Bean is, too. Um, yeah. and, 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 and honestly, mm-hmm. for, for Daryl, Daryl is someone who can, you know be fantastic in whatever he chooses so if he chooses not to return to basketball that's his choice that's not because he didn't, doesn't have any offers mm-hmm. so because, I mean, like would, would, it, would it shock you if you found out daryl morey quitting basketball to open a hedge fund hell no but 90 percent of owner uh, owner yeah uh, every owner 90 percent of the league would be stupid to not fire their gms if they knew uh if they knew <laughs> morey was coming simple as that yeah i mean morey's great morey's really good mm-hmm um, yep. Yep. It's, 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 it's too bad he's gone, but you know I'm excited. We might have a new addition to the incompetent rankings of the NBA as a result. I'm excited to I'm excited to see what happens this off season. Yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll see what Houston does. We'll see if they. I mean, some of the big questions are: do they do they stick with small ball? Do they try to get a center? You know, there's a lot of decent centers available. We'll get to that later. Um, I think what you have to do is, if you're them, my my quick. My quick breakdown for them would be that they have to, if they want to try to bridge the gap, they like the ideal. This is kind of a sounds like a fucking cop out thing to say, but like Porzingis is like the ideal guy to, if you could get like CVS brand Porzingis, <laughs> like ultra, like the CVS brand of CVS. Aaron brand. Baines. Nah, he's like CVS brand <laughs> Bill Russell. <laughs> Mixed with like Dwayne Dedman, um, but uh, like, like they need someone who can protect the rim and shoot threes because yeah. Westbrook on offense is going to play as like well, a center, I guess. Maybe, if they, maybe if they want production like out of him, Ibaka. maybe they don't want production out of him anymore. I don't know, but like, what were you saying? Maybe someone like Serge Ibaka then. Ibaka is like all of a sudden. I'm sure we might be going into our, our mini free agency preview. Oh yeah, so let's, right let's, now, let's but... pump the brakes on this part. Mm-hmm. Um, but or I mean, honestly, you know, when 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 there's new ownership, uh, new management, and new coach, is James Harden available? James you know? Harden. I mean, is James fucking Harden? He's well, not available. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. There's no. No, I don't. There's... I don't think he is either. But you know, mm-hmm. these, these are these are the things where if you're a rival team. You at least need to call and ask. I you know? can call and ask. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, 
you can get really good pieces for those guys. I'm not touching PJ Tucker if I'm another team. Really? I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm worried for for his like physical health after. Yeah, this. that's true. I'm trying, I'm afraid of him like, about his long term. He almost got Thibodeaued this year. Like well, I could, I would not be. I I hope it doesn't happen. Obviously, but I would not be shocked if he just if he's like Luol Deng. Well, here's here's the thing done. with PJ Tucker. Here here's the thing with PJ Tucker. He's already 35 years old. That's not good. He's got one more year left on his deal for eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. I would trade for it. Eight million dollars for one year of PJ Tucker. I think it's worth the risk. I think that's I think that's worth the risk, especially the. Just like that you won't have to re-sign him or whatever. I mean, I, I think that he can – I don't think Tucker is going to give you nothing next year. He can at least give you leadership. He can give you toughness. You can – he's someone he you can throw at a LeBron James he type. He can give you, you know. 25 minutes of, of legit play. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he can if he can stay on the court after this. As, as a, as a power forward. Guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a power forward. Yep. Uh, another guy Another guy who's going to have value, Robert Covington, like I said. $12 million this year, $13 million next year, 29, 30 years old. He's, I would trade for Roko. I would trade for Roko. He's have a lot of value. Uh-huh. Um, how much is, wait, how much is he making? Tw- uh, $12 million this this coming year, 13 the af- year after. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that. It's, it's ab- he, right that's team. a great bargain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, all right. Any, anything, last, anything else on Houston, or, sh- or should we get in the uh, next like? There's no way they're going to get rid of Westbrook. Next, like. Well, they wish they could. Oh, um, I'm sure they, I'm sure they wish so this that. Is, this, is, this is a two-part like. Number one, the Philadelphia 76ers having Doc Rivers as your head coach and Dave Yeager as your assistant. This is, I mean, I mean you, you may think I'm joking. I'm being dead serious. I'm I'm laughing at Dave Yeager, and I'm I'm a little worried about Dave Yeager as an assistant. Can I am I am I allowed to be worried about that? Why are like, you worried? I I like Dave Yeager. He's had some really some really nice years, but it seems that he does have some problems with with authority figures in some way, shape, or form. Or just he doesn't seem like that sounds a little weird, but he doesn't seem like the easiest guy to get along with. Well, you know? I mean, obviously, that that that's absolutely the case. I'm just saying. But, but here's 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 why I think it will work. Dave Yeager, at his most successful, was the top assistant for Lionel Hollins in Minnesota. Or sorry, in in Memphis. So we we know he can do it, and and that and he, you know those were the years where they made the Western Conference Finals. He was the lead assistant. Forgot about Lionel Hollins. Yeah, former Nets coach. Really fell off the map. Former Nets coach. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Dave Yeager is a brilliant coach. You know, one of, one of the best X's and O's guys. Fantastic, uh, after you know, out-of-timeout play design guy. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his teams will never lose from lack of effort or preparation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and he's coming into a situation... With Doc Rivers, where where it is very clear, Doc has a five year contract. He's just hired. You, this is not a job with an opportunity for advancement in the short term. At least in the next like two or three years. It's win the fuck now. Yeah. 
So I think that this is a huge. I think this is a, it's a great signing for them. I th- I think that that you know if Philly doesn't work out this year, it won't. Coaching, well, I don't think it will either. But I don't think coaching will be to blame. I think that I means it's, I think it means it's time to split up the Simmons and Bead uh, duo. I think it also means you know how, how what does it cost to get rid of Al Horford? And it's time for uh, to for Elton Brand to go to get on LinkedIn. Well, he can he can <laughs> yeah. I say that as well. I think that that wouldn't be the that that wouldn't be the worst idea either. Um, but yeah, I mean the thing with with Doc is I feel I feel bad because like I would I have to I'm I'd give this a, an A because there's not really a better option, especially for a window situation than than Doc. But it's like. It's, it's like you're going into a barber shop, and you know, it's all the scissor people are you know cutting hair with rocks. You know, they're like scraping rocks together. They're cutting hair. They're, you know, I don't know. There's like crazy people there. There's like this is an this is an interesting uh, analogy. <laughs> but like, you're not gonna get a, you're probably not gonna get a good haircut. You know, maybe you know the barber is gonna know what he's gonna do when he's like rubbing rocks together on your head. But like. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, I, there's, I'm just saying there's like, I don't know. It's so hard for the poor guy to succeed here. Absolutely. Like, I just don't, he's, he's in a situation where he's set up to fail. He's set up to get a bad haircut. Like, that's, that's just the, I just feel bad for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with him. Um, I, I don't, I don't know who, you know, like the better option would have been. Prison. Uh, I, I, I like Doc a lot. Um. We'll we'll see what happens. Dave Yeager, I think, is very good at his job. Best case uh, scenario, they best case scenario, I think, for this team, Embiid starts playing his ass off and you know works out, gets in shape, all the stuff that everybody and their mother's been telling them to do for three years at this point, and they lose in the second round or lose in the in the very best scenario, I think, in the championship series. Like that's I, yeah. I I really don't believe in this Philly well, that's, system. That's, I, I really don't. I have I have no that's faith. Two in years it. further than they made it. Two years for, or two rounds further than they made it this year. Uh huh. That's a fact. Uh. All right. Um. Oh, an, another another coach that I want to briefly touch on. Uh, Ty Lue, getting uh-huh. the job uh, with the Clippers. Um. You know, I I we really don't know how Ty Lue will perform with a non-LeBron team. Uh, but certainly he has a proven track record of being able to hand, handle superstar egos. And I think that for the Clippers, that that might be enough right now. I feel bad for Lou because he's... It's, it's crazy that he's won a title and we still really don't know what we're going to get from him. Oh, for sure. Like, we really... It's such a mixed bag as far as... I've been very unimpressed with some of the schemes and plays that I've seen him draw, but at the same time, just him as a you know a mental leader and all the stuff he, he proved that he was able to do, it's 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 obviously quite impressive, and he just wasn't given a fair shot in Cleveland, especially after uh, LeGM departed, yeah, and, and left him with a shit roster. And he got blamed for that, especially once they gave Kevin Love that awful contract just out of kind of 
pity for the fan base, which I still think is pretty. I remember, you know, there was such a, a hilarious zag because I remember Rachel Nichols and ESPN did a story on this where it was like when when the when they handed out that Kevin Love deal, you know, maybe making the eighth seed is better than tanking or rebuilding. You know, maybe the like they it wasn't it wasn't like that, but they were zagging. They were so really I'll, zagging so that like great for Kevin Love and the you know the the Cavaliers are not going to go away. They're going to rebuild. You know, they're going to come back. They're not done. It was like, oh man, Jesus. So I'll, so, I'll, so I'll say this because I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't like how much money they gave Kevin Love, but I also didn't hate the idea of extending him. Um, in theory, you know, having Kevin Love, uh, assuming and and Kevin Love has kind of fallen off a lot. You know, he's been wow. hurt a lot. He his shooting has been hit and hit or miss. He hasn't been rebounding as well anymore. Um. You know, but at the time, it was kind of one of those moves, like with the Clippers giving Blake, like that super max, where it's like, you know, keep the asset. You can always trade it later as opposed to losing for nothing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, and then he got that, and, and then he got hurt. I understand that, but now the asset is so overpaid and well, now he's no longer unmovable. I mean, it's like it's just kind of it's just kind of a terrible situation. Yeah. All right, well, let's get, let's get on to the next dislike here. Some uh, some potential Kawhi Leonard chemistry issues. Oh boy. Which is which is why I briefly mentioned Ty Lue before because I think this could really help. Uh, so there's there's been reports of a few things. Number one, Kawhi Leonard wants the Clippers to trade for a real point guard because he doesn't want to have to be the creator for others. And two. Players were irritated with Kawhi Leonard that the team let him li- that the team let him live in San Diego, which is about three hours from L.A. The team, but he was often late for team planes, and they had to wait for him. And uh, what was the last one? Oh, and and that he would tell Doc Rivers when to put him in and take him out. So, obviously, these are just reports. We don't know what is true, but you know. There, there are some, there are some potential real issues in there. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'm, I feel like in the last three weeks to, I don't know, month, I've become such a Kawhi defender. Even though I've always, I've always yeah. been a Kawhi fan, but I have to de- defend Kawhi a little bit here, a little bit. Obviously, being late for the team playing, it's like, come on, like you're holding up your people. Being, being really late is. It's just kind of annoying in general, you know? Like, if you're five, ten minutes late, it's like, all right, a little late, you know? Sometimes people are late. But, like, if you're an hour late all the time, it's like, god damn, can you plan ahead or it's just kind of you're holding things up for us, my guy? But I feel like that's – I don't really care how who you are, how much you're getting paid or whatever, but as a coach, I feel like you have to say something. You can't be afraid of the player like that. You can't – I mean, obviously, it's like, Kawhi, we love you, but, like, just, just try to be on time, like – where I don't want teammates getting mad, stuff like that, you know? Like, I feel like I feel like Doc should have done a little more than I guess he did. I don't know how much he did. I don't know if the article specifies that. No. But I, w- I will say, though, like, as far as winning, getting to go in and take out, like, does LeBron and not, not do that? Does other no. superstars not do that? No. LeBron and Harden definitely, and, and I'm, I'm – sh- 
No, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll tell a coach like, "Hey, I'm feeling tired," or mm-hmm. "Hey, like, I'm feeling better," but they would never say. But they don't say like, "Okay, put me in now." The, 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 you know, the, the thing with the thing with Kawhi is it more had to deal with do more had to do with his load management. And load management for Kawhi is a very valid thing, considering you know all the times he's gotten hurt since Zaza Pachulia felt the need to you know blindside him and cost the cost the Spurs the title well, there. But well, um, I th- well, I also I also think that uh, you know I mean his load management was a re- was a real legitimate reason why the team had no chemistry this year. It was, but when your best player misses almost thirty games, that's going to that's going to affect how the team plays. But you can't say load management just like in general. It doesn't. That's not something load management is proven to do in all in, in teams and shit. Like load management literally happens with so many superstars at this point. It's not even funny. So I don't think that that I think I think it can have an impact depending on the teammates. Depending on the culture there, maybe depending on how long the player is played there, but I don't think that it's it's such a massive issue that we have to act like Kawhi is some like prima donna here. I mean, there's preferential treatment is not this is not new. Like this is this is not new. Like there's some exa- there's examples of preferential treatment. There's, well, no, it's, well, it's the, never been bigger. It's never been bigger, and we're just kind of blaming Kawhi for this. Like with him, it's this, and with other people, it's like. Give my friend DeAndre forty million dollars, please. You know my. Uh, well, like, no, like I mean, I, if preferential wasn't the treatment, wasn't the thing. Well, like J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith should not have been playing in the United States of America, the game of basketball in the United States of America this year. No, of and, like, course not. League. He should have. Like, he he could have been in like Thailand or somewhere. Like that. That's preferential treatment. Thanasis Antetokounmpo should not have been in the NBA this year. No disrespect that's, to Thanasis. Yeah. Great in Greece, but. Let's chill here. Like, there's there's a reason that the I mean, look at the Rockets' offense. It's literally built just to make Harden happy. It's lit. That's literally it. It's like everybody. We don't care if you're yeah. unhappy. Just standing in the corner. That well, no, I think I, is, I think I think it was a lot more than that. Step back. Like, no, I, it was a lot more than that. That was that was Daryl Morey saying, literally, our team operates best when the best player on the court has the ball. Why should he not be holding the ball at all times? Yeah, but you think that had a lot more to do with Daryl than James Harden. It doesn't. It doesn't, though. I think. I think it. It does have something to do with Harden too. Harden. Harden's the one who wanted to have another. Who wanted other point guards next to him because he was tired of having the ball so much. But then the shit with Chris Paul went sour. Yeah, and then and then and then he wanted Westbrook. Well, yeah, he wanted. He wanted his friend. They got his friend for him. I think you're missing the point. It's a little different with the Rockets. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that. The Rockets are not but, the greatest example. I'm not. I'm not talking about preferential treatment with Kawhi. Obviously, all superstars get preferential treatment. I'm just saying that in for a brand new team to develop chemistry, that's not going to happen when your best player is is not playing when he's healthy because he says I don't want to play. Now, I th- I think that his body. Does need some aspects of load is management. It, he's got a very fragile body. To play, or is it just not smart for him to play this much? Well, I mean, if the doctors are saying he should be playing and he's not playing because he says he should not be playing, those are two very different things. But if he was like, like here's the thing, like, like I understand that, but I'm not gonna. It seems 
ridiculous to ride these guys when it's like, you know, LeBron's load managing away. LeBron isn't load management to, to LeBron played in what, 72 games this year or something? Well, it's different this year, but like last year and, and, and there's been there's oh, been other times. There's been yeah, it was hurt last year, but there's there's been other times. It's not like load management is some foreign thing. Like do I think Kawhi's load management can be a little excessive? Yeah. But it's not I so, think that that's something, if, if you have the right players on your team and the right schemes and the right coach, I think that that's something that can be. So so LeBron in the last few years, last year, obviously, I'm not counting because he actually got hurt and legitimately missed like two months. In the, in the seasons before that, 82 games, 74 games, 76 games, 70 games, 77, 76. Yeah, it's more than Kawhi. It's like, what, 10, 10 games more than Kawhi on average? 10 games more, yeah. But LeBron also has never been hurt, like, seriously, seriously. Like, last year he was hurt, obviously, but like, no, not like... of course not. It wasn't, cool. oh, I'm, this guy's gonna... I'm jumping on this guy when he's, you know, he's standing, you know, he's gonna end my season type oh, shit. Like, no, of, co- of course not. But in his last three years, he's played nine... Kawhi's played nine games, 60 games, 57 games. I think you should... I mean, you should... I, he needs to get up to, like, 66 this year, I think. Well, yeah, but you're, you're asking him to play 11 more games. 11 more... That's, that's not... And Not even hard, and even and even play. if he plays even if he plays sixty six games he's still missing sixteen games. That's like twenty percent. That's like that's like what 18 percent of the season. I think it's less. I think the chemistry part is less. It's more that the people, the the personnel. That's what I think. It's not. I'm not saying that load management can't have an effect on chemistry. But it depends on the personnel and the culture and how long the person has been there. Like that, it I I think that absolutely matters. Chemistry doesn't just build overnight. Like I think that I I I think that there's a divide in this Clippers team between the Lou Will Montrez era uh, era and the Kawhi and PG era. I think it I think there's absolutely a divide in the team. And the personnel is not, it's its not—it's just not jiving right now. Like, those guys quit on each other. Yeah, of course. They quit on each other. They didn't fuck with each other. Well, ne- the next like, this year's NBA free agency. Oh, uh, so, yes. So this this year's free agency, does, it's not loaded with, with big names, you know? I mean, Anthony Davis is technically a free agent. He'll just re-sign with the Lakers for a max contract. I don't think anyone would be shocked when or Although, I think he'll sign for, like, a two-year contract, truthfully. Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, I mean this this free agency is loaded with role players, and not just role players, but role players in a year where teams don't have salary cap, and therefore you're going to see role players get way less money than they should. So why is that important? It means that it means that teams are going to be able to get someone like uh, Chris, like uh, Christian Wood, for instance. For, lay le- for way less money than he probably should, than he probably mm-hmm. should get. So some of some of the names of people that are that are available. Fred Van Vliet, he'll get a lot of money. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Joe Harris, Danilo Gallinari, Davis Bertans, Montrez Harrell, Christian Wood, Drajek, Rondo, Jeremy Grant, KCP, Millsap, <laughs> Tristan Thompson, Derek Favors, Aaron Baines, Marcus Morris. Uh, Serge Ibaka, Jay Crowder, um, 
you know, Gordon Hayward's got a player option. Brandon Ingram's restricted. We'll see what happens with them. Evan Fournier might opt out of his contract. Uh, you know, there, there's just, there's Malik Beasley's a free agent. Uh, Chris Dunn. I'm in on Malik Beasley. Completely yeah. in. Dario Saric. De'Anthony Melton. Uh, and there's just, there's so many more guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hell, hell, um, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Jackson. No, I'm kidding about those last two guys. Harry Giles. Uh, Zombie Boogie. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, Jeff Teague, DJ Augustine, who had a good year. Alec Burks, Langston Galloway, Austin Rivers, Garrett Temple, Kent Bazemore, uh, Justin Holiday, Wesley Matthews. There, there's so many. Oh, uh, more, uh, Maurice Harkless. You know, Josh there, Jackson. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, Nerlens Noel. The point is, the point is, I can, I can, you know, I can keep reading Tor- names. Tory Craig is going to get paid. My guy, Tory Craig is going to get paid. The, the point is, there are a lot of really good role player free agents, and you know, someone like Aaron Baines could be the difference between your team, you know, making the finals or not. Uh-huh. He actually uh, could. He absolutely could. And you know what? You know what the thing is? Everybody's shitting on this free agency class. Like, oh, no stars. This is, good. This is a terrible. This is the ter- most terrible free agency since Timothy Mozgov got sixty million dollars. You know what? Because you know, I'm I'm a proud basketball snob myself. I think this is great. I I'm so excited for this free agency. Yeah, I'm so fun. excited for this. I think this, this, gonna be, this is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun to watch to see how all these how all these teams improve themselves. It's uh. This, yeah. it's it's exactly why you don't give uh you don't give Corey Joseph thirty eight million dollars this free agency. Well, well, the good news is Corey Joseph is a is a uh a high level starting point guard who's made multiple NBA. Wait, what? <laughs> there there there's a there's a ton, and also there's going to be a lot of players available in trades. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, even someone like like Derrick Rose, who I am not, I saw that. who <laughs> I who I am not very in love with. But, you know, he Derrick Rose, I don't think is a playoff difference maker, but he could be a regular season difference maker in a random game in February. I would so rather have Alex Caruso. Oh, so would I. It's not close. So would it's I. Not, it's, it's like not close. So would it's I. Not. People still so, think Derrick Rose is really good. Like, he had, he had don't, don't get me wrong, he had a pretty good year this year, honestly. Coming off the bench with the Pistons, he had a, I mean, not that anyone else on the team was going to make shots, but, like, he had a... Yeah, you know, because obviously because of uh, certain, you know, uh, legal cases, I am a big Derrick Rose hater for the last few years. Well, but yeah. um, uh, like I, I saw that I saw the Bleacher Report article. I laughed like they were they were uh, proposing like trading um, like Rose for Rondo. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's, you want yeah. you want we, we saw. Did we not see Derrick Rose try to play with LeBron? Absolutely. Like, haven't we seen this movie before? Jesus. Well, yeah, yeah that's yeah, but I, I completely agree. There's going to be a lot of interest, really interesting trades. I think that that can happen as far as um, a Gobert could be on the move. I mean, he's we everybody's kind of been nominating him for the last uh, maybe since March yeah. for, for for a possible trade. I think that for sure. The crazy thing now is that, you know, after looking at the finals, like, size does matter. Size does matter. And there's not, – not, size does matter in the fact I would, that, like – I would say – It's I would nice say to have a guy off the bench that – Athleticism matters. Yes. 
and can preferably shoot threes or at least rebound or defend really well. Someone will overpay Nerlens Noel, I think. Tristan Thompson's a fun guy to see, to to see what happens with him. Um, no, yeah, Nerlens is such a he's such a weird player because he has these real impressive like spurts yeah. on the bench where it's you, where you see him running the floor and playing defense, and it's like, yeah, this is the guy who was a lottery pick, and I've always liked Nerlens, but. It's just like I, I think he's just kind of a he's, he's just a very good backup center, kind of Mason Plumley ish at this point. Um, but there, yeah, there's there's so many interesting big men in this class, whether it's Favors um, and or uh, or Baines or uh, yeah Thompson or the guy that we were talking about earlier, Serge Ibaka. I mean, if any if if a contender can figure out how to get him. He could win you a finals. And, and someone said, I, I forget who it was, but someone was, you know, nominating the idea that he could go ring chasing and sign with the Lakers for, for the minimum or like, I don't know, $5 million for, for next year. I, I would actually be, I'm not going to say I would be shocked, but I would be really, 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 really surprised because I think Abaka, A, he's, the guy already won a fucking chip. Like, why should he mm-hmm. care that much? And B, he's built, he's, the Raptors built something special. They really did it, and I think sure. that he's he's got such a great like family type vibe with those guys and Siakam. Um, and I think that it would actually I think that someone can prime away and it wouldn't be too hard away from Toronto. But would he choose the Lakers over Toronto? I don't think he would. And that's actually a thing that I think Van Vliet's going to come back to the Raptors, even though he could get more money somewhere else. I think it's going to be a similar thing where, like, Dinwiddie gave the Nets a hometown discount, like, a year or two ago because of the culture. And I think that's I think that's what's going to happen with Toronto this offseason, which is really interesting because I'm rambling here, but that team could absolutely win a championship next year if they can upgrade the best player on their team. Yeah. Well, you can say that about a lot of teams. Yeah, but <laughs> Toronto really does have the pieces. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well. We're, I don't want to talk too much about free agency because our next podcast is going to be almost entirely about free agency. Uh. Um, but, Julian, really quick, one quick question about free agency before we get into our very last dislike. Uh-huh. If you had to pick one single free agent that you are most intrigued by, who is that? Hmm. Yogi Ferrell. Hmm. <laughs> Wow! Just kidding. <laughs> okay, I was about to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, what to say after that one. Uh, will Will Andre Drummond opt in? Well, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yours? I'm interested. Mine is Christian Wood. Oh man! If I were if I were answering that question seriously, I'd absolutely say yes to that. Wood is damn good. We've both been on the Christian Wood bandwagon for like. I feel like a year or two at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, Wood is, ever since so, the, I saw him on the Sixers D-League team, I was like, I yeah. like this guy. Here's the thing with Christian Wood. Uh-huh. You know, he's an undersized center. After they traded Andre Drummond, he averaged 22-10 uh, and a block and a steal, shot 56%, 41% on threes. Um, so here's the thing. He's 25 years old. Uh, he's, he's an unrestricted free agent. I could see Detroit saying, okay, here's a four-year or, or, or a three-year $75 million deal. Detroit? Or yeah. 
you know, like just just come back. Troy However, nothing, they have nothing else. They have exactly Boy, yeah, and like a few and, and Bruce Brown's jump shot. However, I can also see Christian Wood saying, you know what, I'm going to go sign for very little to be the starting center for Golden State, and then next year I'm going to get really good stats, and then next year when everyone's got cap space, I'm going to sign for a max contract. It's kind of a genius idea. It's, it's like kind of a genius idea. So, so both of these are options. However, there's also the chance that, hey, you know what? Christian Wood is, does a one-year prove-it deal, kind of like Nerlens Noel tried to do. And then it turns out, wow, maybe those 15 games that he played and were really good after Drummond was traded were actually just a fluke. And now he lost all this money. Remember, he was he was undrafted. It's not like he's like sitting on first round pick money. Uh, you're right. So so what he decides to do has could have a huge impact. Um, Farwood Wood, man. I, I as much as as awesome as it would be to win a championship, especially in a place like Golden State, you know, San Francisco. You know, you got the weather there. Hopefully, yep. you know, you you know, go to the beach on the coast, 60 all the time. Sounds great. But man, I think he would be a fool to turn down that money. I think he would be a fool. I agree. Can't like taking that would, risk, especially yeah. in these times when you when you have that mo- that that sum of money in front of you. I I think that yeah. he would be a fool to turn that down. Yeah, I mean, first, first, obviously, I'd, I'd look and see what the most amount of money any team, every team is offering you. Yeah. But ultimately, it, it, if it is Detroit that's offering the most, you know, you're an un, you're an you're an uh, was he undrafted or was he a yeah. second round pick? Uh, second round, I think. He's a second rounder. So what? You can force your way out. You, don't worry, Chris. You can force your way out. Regardless of, of where he was drafted, it's not like he's you know he's sitting on a lot of money. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, I'd probably, I'd, I would not do a prove it deal if I was him. And he can get the Pistons to pay him any sum of, sum of money he requests. Detroit has, yeah, they, we'll they have no, they have, they have, unless they're doubling down on Langston Galloway, they have, I, I, they have I, no hope, other option. I hope for Dwayne Casey that he does come back. Dwayne Casey deserves better. Well, the problem is if Christian Wood comes back, Dwayne Casey still won't get what he, still won't no. get what he deserves. I mean, that's... No. I, I feel bad, man. We need to send him like a scorer's table care package, you know. Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey is proof that you don't have to take the first job you get offered after you get fired. Yes, it is. It uh, is. You think Dwayne Casey would have, uh, you know, maybe been on TNT for a year? He should have you know, taken over Jim Jackson's like analyst spot. <laughs> maybe been on Area Twenty One, hung out with KG, and then like, ah, uh, uh, well, great, I can take the Knicks job. <laughs> Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Dwayne Casey might do the do the, do that last year over again. We yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the last the very last dislike we got this this is a little bit of a quicker one. Um, uh, you know it's it's been it's been a while since this uh, since this happened. So I want to I want to talk about the worst trade in sports history. Uh. <laughs> so the the best you know second best best depending on what your opinion of of Mike Trout he gets hurt he gets uh, he hasn't made the, he hasn't really done anything in the playoffs so I'm I'm just gonna call him the best player the best player in the MLB and the best position player in team history the Red Sox 
early since Ted Williams. The Red Sox decided, you know what? We have this player. He won't take a hometown discount. Therefore, it would be better not to have him. And they traded him. Now, the reason I'm bringing all this up, Mookie Betts, uh, you know, they're they're going to force, or they're, they're playing game seven right now. They just made a 3-1 comeback. I am rooting for Mookie Betts to win and, and to win, like, MVP of the finals or the World Series. That would be awesome. Um, down uh down two three in the fourth, I see. Well, there's some there's the Mookie Betts home run away from being tied. Now, did you see Mookie like Betts think. catches in each of the last two games? No, nah, I didn't actually. So I don't follow baseball. Everyone me, me knows either. That. I only follow my teams. I you could I I can't name like two players on the Rangers. Yes. So so <laughs> I follow baseball so loosely that I asked Julian how the Yankees were doing and didn't know that that was a snarky question because they had just been eliminated. <laughs> so also I, I apologize for that, but like I, 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 I didn't, didn't even know. know that was a, I didn't even know that was a snarky question because I paid so little attention to the <laughs> division series for the simple reason is that I can't bear to watch the Yankees in a home uniform is when it's not in the Bronx. Like I can't, I can't bear to watch it. I can't, I can't fucking do it. Like I miss even a Yankee. Oh, even a, they in a bubble? Yankee stadium. Yeah, they're the. Oh, I didn't know that. AL is in San Diego, and the NL with kind of fan with like a little bit of fans is in Texas. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so that's that's one of the reasons I was not watching. I was like, fuck this. Like, why oh, am I? Didn't know. This is this, is, this is depressing. Thanks for but, thanks for this MLB. But yeah, Mookie Betts had two fans. But the reason why I see I know everything that goes on with Mookie Betts. It's because every time Mookie Betts does anything, all my Twitter feed gets filled with is, imagine trading this guy. Wow, the Red Sox thought they could do better than him. Oh, man. Just like, it just, it, it, it's, it's infuriating. I will, I still to this day will never understand this trade. Um, for, for everyone that sits at home and it's like, well, Mookie said he wouldn't come back. Mookie never said that. Mookie just said he wants to take the most money. You know what you should do if you're the Red Sox? Offer the best player in baseball the most money. I will, I, mean, you know. never, I will never be mad at Mookie Betts unless there is unless there is tape that comes out of Mookie Betts saying I will never sign with the Red Sox no matter how much money they offer. <laughs> I will never forgive the Red Sox for not bidding the highest amount of money they possibly could for Mookie Betts. Now, even with Mookie Betts this season, the Red Sox still wouldn't have been good. They, they one of their pitchers' name was Matt Hall. Is that the coach of like the the Panthers or something? That's Matt Rule. <laughs> oh man, my football knowledge is it's 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 overflowing right now. It's man. overflowing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some of the starting pitchers the Red Sox had this year. And and Julian, you, you follow you follow baseball, right? Like like decently closely though. Like kind like closely enough. Like I know a lot of I know most of the players, like decently, yeah. So so I'm going to to read you um, people that uh, that played games for the Red Sox this year. Let's oh see. boy! Uh, I wish it was like a list. That would be easier. Oh, here we go. Depth chart. Depth chart. Here uh-huh. we go. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Great, like. Th- 
fourth pitcher. Yeah, like especially on the you know when he's off the training table, you know, once, exactly. once a few times a year. Exactly. Um, Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery. Eduardo Rodriguez just got cleared to walk again after getting COVID in in uh in in April. Wear your masks, everybody. Seriously. Um, Martin Perez. Loved Martin Perez. <laughs> he was awesome. No complaints about Martin Perez. Uh, Nick Pavetta. Um, Michael Kickham. Robert Stock. Every single one of these pitchers is 30 years old. <laughs> Josh Taylor. Andrew, T- the point is, even with Mookie, they weren't winning crap, but <laughs> they had J.D. Martinez, at least. Man, J.D. Martinez <laughs> phoned in the season like no one else has ever phoned in a season. Hey, here, here's a good piece of advice. Um, y- y- if you trade uh, your second best player's best friend, who happens to also be the team's best player, after he agrees to come back because you tell him, yeah, we're going to try to keep Mookie, he's earned the right to phone in the season. Oh, he's gone this offseason. I don't know anything about the Red Sox. Like, I don't know. I All I hope know is I, I hope that they and their fr- fans are just embroiled in misery for as long as possible. But, man, I hope J.D. Martinez gets out of there for his own good, man. Well, yeah, don't fuck you the worry. Sox. Fuck the Red Sox, J.D. Come to the Mets. Don't you worry. J.D. already said he will not be opting out. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> because after last season, he tanked so hard that he's not going to be able to get more money. Facts. He, he said one, two, three Cancun back in May. May? He said it when last season ended. <laughs> he, was like, he was like one, two, three Cancun for two years. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's wrap it up there. Can you believe that they traded Mookie Betts? I don't, I can't believe huh? it. Jackie anyway. Bradley was hot this year. He hit almost like 260. Red hot. That's good. That's good. That's mean. All right. Thank you for listening to uh, to, to this episode of the Scorers Table. Next week we're going to be back with uh, with a great free agency preview, talking about some of the top guys, where we'd like to see them go, how much money we think they could hypothetically get. Um, also, later this off season, the 2017 NBA redraft will finally be happening. Yes. We have teased it so many times, but don't you worry. You will be able to hear an hour of me explaining all the players that were drafted after Lonzo Ball. It mm-hmm. will happen. I'm excited. Next episode, though, a free agency preview. It's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening. If you guys are new, leave a like. Uh, or, sorry, subscribe. Leave a five-star rating. We appreciate it. Leave a comment if you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Julian, anything else? Uh, actually, next episode, we should do our draft preview. That's true. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some draft, too. Maybe both. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Maybe both. Uh, Cole, Cole Anthony, bust. All right, there, there, there's a little preview. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys later. Dusty Tanner Houck. <laughs>